Hello and welcome to Cracked Open, a podcast guiding you on your journey to becoming a vessel of unconditional love. This is your host, Beck Mylonis, High Priestess, Channel, and Activator. Join me on this series as I share reflections, insights, and channel transmissions from my journey of walking the initiation path. Each episode is a unique transmission containing supportive frequencies to facilitate the deepest healing, activation, and reconnection with your soul. I invite you to open your mind and set the intention to receive this episode into your heart space. Let's go. Welcome back, beautiful souls, to another episode of Cracked Open a podcast guiding you to becoming a vessel of unconditional love. Today, I'm going to jump on and talk about self-love. What is self-love? How do we embody self-love? What isn't self-love? What do people think self-love is? But really, it's not that at all, right? I'm going to share with you some of the things that have come up on my journey to embodying more radical self-love, self-compassion, self-forgiveness, self-validation, self-trust, self-knowing, all the self-self-self things. Um, But before I get started, I want to share something which is really on my heart today because I'm so excited to share this. I have just, as of this morning, released possibly the most potent thing that I have ever channeled. I mentioned last episode, I've been in the process of receiving a set of codes which are here to support soulpreneurs, lightworkers, starseeds, healers, coaches, whatever you are, psychotherapists, uh, medicine women, medicine men, channelers, psychics, all of it, all of that juicy goodness. Or even if you're not even on a soul mission and you're not here to do this for work, but you just desire to connect to your purpose, your mission, your soul codes. I have just released a bundle of super powerful codes, a offering called the Soul Mission Accelerator, And inside of these codes, I channel 12 different activations, clearings, multidimensional healings, um, re-anchorings around everything that I just said. So they're here to support you, right? Because actually the journey of soul purpose, soul mission, um, entrepreneurship, soulpreneurship is one of self-love. And that is what I have noticed. My business has been my biggest teacher. My soul mission has been my biggest teacher in how much self-love I actually have, right? Everything that you feel about yourself, everything that is blocking or suppressing you or inhibiting you from being who you truly are is going to show up in your business. Your business is literally going to mirror that, right? So you're going to have people who can't pay you. You're going to have a business model that feels frustrating. You're going to have um, clients that ghost you. You're going to have no traction on your posts. All of these things, no ideas, stagnation, lack of momentum. If there is anything internally which doesn't see how fucking dope and awesome you are and is not aligned with the frequency of calling it in, because some of us really crave and we desire to have this thriving soul mission, but we don't believe we're worthy of it or we are afraid uh, on some level that having that means that we will potentially lose, you know, putting ourselves out there, for instance, if we put ourselves out there, we will lose love. We will risk being judged. Um, you know, we seek the validation from other people, from how well our business is doing, from external things to feel good about ourselves. 
And so that business is always going to mirror back to you whatever's going on inside. It's the greatest gift. And it has been fucking painful for me. <laughs> my business has been a huge initiation for me and constantly having to face my internal stuff. But what I want to say is right now, as I've been saying on the previous episodes leading up to this one, we're in a time where we can shift really quickly, right? So it doesn't take, it doesn't have to take months, years, um, decades, like it's taken me to get to this point of really anchoring and embodying our soul mission and embodying the codex of our soul, what we came here to share. It can happen really quickly if we allow, if we have the right teachers, guides, resources. So what this bundle is, is it's a series of activations, but it's more like a toolbox to have for when this stuff is coming up, right? So there are various different activations and all of these are things personally that I've gone through, but also things that my clients come to me for. So I actually had to receive all of these myself to clear out the remnants of any of those wounds within me or any of those old karmic templates playing out. Um, because when with the soul purpose, right, it's going to bring all your soul baggage into it, right? So any times where you showed up and it was painful to share your gifts or any times where people judged you for being a witch or any times where as a child, you felt unseen, abandoned, any of that stuff, any issues you have around the universe and trusting um, that you're so supported. So these activations are tailored to anchor into the deepest root, the core of what that frequency is and dissolve it at the core. Because some of us have been doing this work for so long. We're really self-aware. We do the shadow work. Um, we do the deep diving. Um, and it's like, fuck, I've been working on this wound for so long. And I just don't feel like my evidence, the evidence in my reality is supporting that, right? So this is going to help you to have some really powerful shifts. I'm super excited. And there is a offering of $44 off for the bundle. If you're interested in, in purchasing all of them together, it's again, it's really affordable considering this is the work that I do one-to-one -one with clients. Um, really big shifts are available for you. So I will put the code for that. It'll be cracked open, all capital letters down in the show notes. For you to get $44 off as a thank you for listening to me ranting on here every day. And if you think these activations on the podcast are powerful and you're getting a lot, imagine what is possible when you intentionally connect to my energy and I put you in a space, right guys? So, I mean, it's a no fucking brainer. Each activation is like $40, $44, something like that. And they're super powerful. So it's, oh, it feels so good to share in this way. It's been some, something that I've, I've had a vision for this for so long. It just hasn't really the pieces haven't come together yet. So I think now anchoring and embodying this frequency that I have come to reach now is the time. So, so excited to share that guys. All the details will be below. Let's get started in this episode about self-love. Just want to tune in here and see like where to feel, feel feeling for where to start. So there's a lot out there about self-love, right? About what it takes to embody self-love or what self-love is. When I started this journey, I'd say I've been on this journey since I was about 18. When I started thinking, you know, looking at my life and realizing if something didn't change, I was going to end it. <laughs> I wanted to end it all because it was like, I can't, I can't keep doing this. And for me, and I've spoken about this before, so I won't go into detail, but for me, the process of calling in love. So in the form of a relationship, a partner has always been my driver. The process to feel and embody more love has always been my driver for my own healing journey. And it was actually, I started off as a relationship coach for those who don't know it about me. 
And I started that because it took me consistently and constantly attracting emotionally unavailable men who couldn't see me, who couldn't meet me, who were disappointing me, who didn't want to take me seriously, who didn't want to date me and being, having my heart broken again and again and again to recognize there must be a common denominator here. And I must not love myself, right? If this is what I'm calling into my reality, it must mean that on some deep level, I don't love myself because everything that's showing up is only going to mirror and reflect back to you how you feel about yourself. That is fact, right? You can try and argue it with me, but this universe is simply a mirror. And I say that all the time. Um, and it's a gift to be able to look at that stuff when it shows up. So for me, self-love was always, you know, the main driver for me to even call in these relationships. It was an invitation for me to have more self-love and in everything that I was calling in and connection and how I felt about myself. I used to suffer from extreme body dysmorphia. It was so bad that I literally couldn't look in the mirror sometimes without crying. I punished my body. I worked out three times a day. Sometimes I, I, you know, lowered my intake of food. I was like monitoring everything. I pushed myself to the point of exhaustion. Um, I had a lot of distortions around sexuality and my sexual energy. And so while I felt I was really embodied in my sexuality and really um, expressed through this identity of this burlesque performer, this Violet Royale, this liberated woman who didn't give a shit and felt so confident and hot and all the things it was a facade that was actually protecting me from showing the world who I truly am this weekend I've had some really big shifts come in around that fear of being seen and all all that I truly am coming up again as I connect in intimacy um I mentioned you know I've been connecting with someone that's been bringing up some of this stuff and I've been asking or in in connection we've been asking to release certain things. And that was my intention the other night to release what is it <laughs> internally that is still preventing me from showing up in my full capacity, in my full love, in not having this fear that who I was, my emotions, my essence, my very being was too much, right? And this is a common theme. You can hear me sharing of this journey on this podcast of always feeling like I'm too much, always feeling like the love that I have, no one will ever be able to reflect that back to me, right? Like the, um, the capacity of love that I have to give, I won't be able to receive that. But the truth is until we can receive that within ourselves and give ourselves that love, there isn't going to be someone showing up in our reality, right? So the whole journey for calling in a partner for me, calling in union, calling in a soulmate, all of that stuff really has been a journey about self-love. And we're told that self-love is affirmations and looking yourself in the mirror and telling yourself that you're hot. And I found, it's really funny. I found, I was hysterical. I, I considered posting it and then I was like, no one needs to see this. Like this is, I don't know if people need to see this. I found a video of myself about five years ago. I was about 26, so four or five years ago. Um, when I started this journey and the self-love journey and the manifestation work and the healing work and the coaching stuff, I used to record these little updates on my phone, talking to myself so I could revisit them at a future time. And I was completely wasted in this video. And I was like, <laughs> babe, I fucking love you. 
it's actually hilarious. I'm like, you are so pretty. And this is exactly how I sounded, by the way. I'm giving you a full verbatim. This is what it sounded like. You are so hot and pretty. And any guy who like doesn't like you is not worthy of you, right? So I was trying to tell myself, convince myself that I was lovable. And you could see like, I didn't truly mean it, right? I thought that having self-love meant having these ridiculous high standards that no one was ever able to meet. I thought it meant shutting people out. I thought it meant closing off my heart. I thought it meant just thinking that I was hot because my body image and, and not thinking that I was attractive was such a core wound for me, which is ridiculous, right? Like I've really come to love my body in all of her curves and all of her sassy, whatever this is, Mediterranean <laughs> goddess vibes curly wild woman hair, right? Coming to accept that this is the body I chose to incarnate in and I'm dope and I think that I'm amazing. And if someone else doesn't think that, they're entitled to their opinion, right? But that was not always the truth for me. I had to convince myself. And I thought that I loved myself. I did, I thought I loved myself. Yet anytime someone showed up in my reality who was not capable of meeting me, who rejected me, who abandoned me, I take it really personally and I would make it mean something about me and things would come up in that process, versions or aspects of myself. I've seen them come up again recently and my relation to, to them, relationship to them is so different of, for instance, like something that <laughs> this is a vulnerable share, something that is a, a wound that's like continually resurfaces. I have anxious I had an anxious attachment style and a fear of abandonment and that would manifest in spiraling obsessive thoughts when I'm dating someone or when I like someone constantly be like, are they going to message back? Are they going to choose me? Are they going to abandon me? Fixating future projecting. A lot of women do this. We meet someone and then we're planning the marriage right within three dates. And it's like, or even one date, guys, one fucking date. And you're like, I can see this whole timeline and we're going to get married and have babies. Then we have expectations and then we show up from, from those expectations and we get disappointed because we haven't actually given that person an opportunity to show us who they truly are and show us if they're even the person that we want to be with. And then we internalize that and blame ourselves for not being good enough, for not being pretty enough, for not being enough in some way that that person hasn't reciprocated the love. When the reality is maybe that's just that person. Maybe they're just busy. Maybe they're not available right now, right? The reality is, yes, you've attracted them in because it's reflecting some part of you who isn't capable of loving yourself fully to show you something within you, right? Because relationships are a gift to show us what's within us. It's hidden. But the reality is we don't have to take that on as truth. And if we truly love ourselves, what that means to me is being able to hold ourselves in that moment when that stuff is coming up, right? So to me, true self-love is the gritty, ugly shadow work that you do when no one else is watching. It's not saying that you're hot. It's not saying I love you 50 million times a day in the mirror. That stuff helps, but it's loving and accepting all the parts of you, which you believe I cannot show this part of myself to the world. It's unlovable. It's so embarrassing that I fixate and future project and spiral into these thoughts and it's so embarrassing that this is still happening that I'm sitting there by the phone waiting for a fucking text right it's so I'm more healed than that I'm more evolved than that why is this still happening right in that moment when that behavior or that old pattern is surfacing it's your little girl or your little boy saying hey I don't feel safe I don't feel secure in myself I don't feel loved 
I need you to love me. They're seeking that love from someone outside of themselves because they do not trust you to be able to see them in that. And so they're like testing your love, essentially. How much, and this is something that my little girl used to do all the time in connections. I'm going to act as unlovable as possible to push this person away. So then I can prove to myself, it's true, I'm unlovable, right? And we do this with ourselves. I'm going to have all this old stuff come up, all these past anxieties or fears or whatever it is to show you how unlovable I am and why we need to stay safe, which is just a roadblock. It's just an illusion to keep us separate and keep us safe. And like I said, over the weekend, I've really been clearing this. Like I was saying, God, like, please help me to let this love into my life and to not be afraid to be so vulnerable and to be so bare with no expectation of like, this is what I'm moving through. This is who I am. This is my frequency. This is my truth. If you cannot accept that, I'm not specifically speaking about like the context of relationships, but I'm talking about clients, um, you know, people who listen to your content or consume your content, your family members, your coworkers, whatever it is. If you're not capable of mirroring back to me who I truly am and accepting me, then that's on you, right? It's got nothing to do with me. It's your framework for looking at the world is one of someone who doesn't love and accept themselves so why am I going to take that on as my truth right rather than how I feel and I choose to feel about myself because when those unlovable things about us that is so hard to look at so needy so embarrassing so dark so like fuck this is too much for me to hold who is ever going to love me in this we have to love ourselves in that that to me is what self-love is it's being able to hold and integrate and bring those parts of us back to wholeness. So it's a, a constant journey. It's not this like one time quick fix, do this so you can then receive love. It's not this like, I'm going to embody self-love so I can make more money. I spoke about this in the most recent episode with Lion Golban. It's a beautiful transmission about what it means to become love. So definitely go listen to that if this is resonating. But it's about <sighs> I lost my train of thought. Let's drop back in. What was I saying? Being that love for yourself, because that's the only way to be, because it's who you are. You're not doing that to get something. You're not loving yourself with the ulterior motive of loving myself is going to call in a partner, right? This was my fucking, this is my truth. This is what I'm sharing with you for so long. My journey to self-love for so long, my journey to self-love was about I'm going to love myself. So then I call in someone who loves me, right? Which is ridiculous. It's like, I am going to love myself. So then I can call in someone to mirror back the love that I already am and have within me. The reality is you don't need that person. You don't need that experience. Listen to the inner lover episode, which I think is two episodes back where I deep dive into this to have that experience of love, because that's what we are at our core, right? And so you can feel so whole, so happy, so content, exactly where you are in your life, no matter what you're going through, if you can hold and love yourself through whatever it is that's coming up and hold those parts of you who are afraid, hold those parts of you who feel like they're too much and just keep, sometimes this is a process of continuously reminding yourself, I see you, I love you, I've got you. I know that it's frustrating that this is unhealed still. And I thought that we were further and, and you know better than this or whatever it is that comes up in that process but you're okay to be here. It's okay 
that we still have these tendencies. It's okay that you still freak out, right? Because it's a defense mechanism for many of us. These things are a defense mechanism from the times when we've let love in and it's hurt us. We've lost the love that we had. We were unable to have that love or love was conditional in some way in the people around us when we were growing up. So we learned that we're going to be disappointed, that we need to expect and be on high alert that things are not going to work out, that that person's going to abandon us, whatever it is. And self-love is being able to see those parts coming up and reminding them, you're okay, you're safe, I love you, I've got you, no matter what fucking happens, I've got you, right? And it's that, it's always deepening because there's always more love for us to experience. Give me one second. There's always more capacity for connection and intimacy. And this is what I've seen. I remember at the start, I was calling in, I've called in like at least six, I would say about six, maybe a bit more than that. Really formative soulmates into my life who have impacted me deeply. Some of these have not been romantic, right? Some of them have, or some of them have been romantic in that there's been feelings, but they were unfulfilled or I was disappointed or it never eventuated in a relationship or whatever that is. And I would get so frustrated when they would show up and it wouldn't work out or it would be mirroring some uncomfortable stuff. And I'd be like, oh my God, here we go again. It's another fucking karmic to make me address my inner shit. And this is bullshit and it's so unfair. And I thought by now we'd be further along, but that's just such a shitty way of looking at it. It's so limited looking at relationships, showing up and mirroring your stuff and being like, I'm a victim. It's not fair, right? It's like most recently, right? The connection I've called in, my perception has shifted so much where I am so grateful about, I don't give a shit what happens. It's like, I am grateful for this person showing me something within me that I was previously unable to access, right? Like every single person and their specific codex is going to touch and reflect in you something different. So if you're shutting yourself off to connection, to intimacy, because you think I'm waiting for my soul, like my, my, my sacred union, my partner, whatever it is, because only then will I be, you know, when I'm healed, when I'm ready, will I call it in and I'll be able to hold it all or I'll be able to maintain or whatever it is, I'll be able to receive it. It's like in those connections that we have with people along the way, every single one of them is supporting us to embody and anchor that frequency of more love so we can receive it in our reality, right? And they're a gift. It's a beautiful gift. Looking back, every single one of those soulmates who couldn't meet me, who disappointed me, who abandoned me, who upset me, who wrought up grief and heartbreak. I was so pissed at them. <laughs> but looking back, I'm so grateful for them because they made me who I am. And we have these contracts with people and we agree, I'm going to come in at this time of your life and help you skyrocket. And it could be like a short-term thing. It could be just one date. It could be, you don't even speak to this person, just being in there for, this has happened to me with a few people, right? Just being in their frequency has brought up some shit for you. And you need to accept that, like, I don't know how this might work out. I don't know where it's going, but I open my heart enough to be able to receive whatever is being shown here for me. I remember I used to get so frustrated every time I would go get a reading and they would be like, so you need to focus on self-love. And I was like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Is that not what I've been doing? <laughs> I love myself, but I didn't, right? Because I would still be giving my power away. I would still be allowing other people to make me feel certain ways about myself. I would still be believing the story that 
these old patterns, these old behaviors, these old wounds were really unlovable. And I want to tell you that there are people in this world, once you start embodying that ability to hold and love yourself in all these parts that are really unlovable, there are absolutely people in the world who are going to see those parts of you and think that they're endearing or attractive, right? Like, I'm just saying, like, if you're an intense person, I've seen this a few times showing up for me. There are people out there super fucking in attracted to intensity, to complexity, to emotion, to darkness, to, right? I remember I had one soulmate and he was literally at home before he met me saying, I'm so intense and dark and crazy and all these things. And I don't know if I'm ever going to find someone that can relate to me or that has that similar flavor, right? But I trust that if they're there, I'll find them. And then we found each other. And he's like, holy shit, you have all the same stuff too. And it's so cool seeing someone else reflect that back at me, right? Because we all feel so misunderstood and we feel like we're the only person that has this darkness, that has fears. And if we can vulnerably share, which is an edge, it's so an edge when we're relating with people and not even necessarily romantically, but when we're relating with people in any way, because intimacy is not just romantic, right? We can have intimacy with our friends, with our partners. So if you're really closed off to romantic um, connections right now or sexual connections or anything dating, cultivate this intimacy with your friends. I remember some of the greatest gifts in intimacy that I've ever had. Friends showing up, women particularly showing up and embodying that unconditional love that I never received, right? So I had Dana, who is, I've featured her on this podcast, one of my deepest soul sisters. I remember there was this one time we did this mushroom journey together and I had all of these like things kind of coming up in that weekend together of my little girl being really unlovable and being really moody and like trying to test the love of like push her away by being this shithead. So then she's like, I don't love you. And I don't want to be around you because it was terrifying for me to reach this new level of intimacy with this soul sister of true soul love. And I remember when we were on the shrooms, she just said to me, Beck, I love you. And I'm, I'm speaking to a little girl right now. I see you trying to push me away. I see you trying to act unlovable to test the love, to confirm that you're unlovable. And I love you anyway. And it was such a gift to receive that in that moment, because we assume that people aren't going to be able to see it and, and hold it and love it. And that's usually because we can't see it and hold it and love it because we tell ourselves, this is so unattractive. This anxiety that I have when I'm dating someone is so unattractive. And it's, it's so embarrassing that I'm this vulnerable. And it's so embarrassing that I'm this afraid. Like, what am I so afraid of? This is what came up for me the other day. Like, I was like, I'm so afraid of this person seeing all the love that I am. That's without intentions or expectations of, any sort of future thing. It was like, I'm literally just afraid that if during intimacy, I happen to merge into the divine, <laughs> melt into this bubble, have this huge orgasmic or even emotional catharsis, this person won't be able to hold that. It'll be too much. It'll trigger him. It'll push him away. Right. And the reality is that's my truth, right? That's a part of me. And if I'm not sharing that honestly, like openly, vulnerably, then I'm self-abandoning because that person is only seeing a mask or an identity that I've created of myself. They're not seeing the true capacity for myself. And we had this conversation where I was like, I feel it's really frustrating that 
I only get to show up with like 40% of my intensity because my complete intensity and all of who I am will fucking obliterate anyone that comes into my field because that's a lot of love, right? That's a capacity to shine a lot of love in some really dark spaces. And some people are not ready or capable of going there and that's okay. But it's about discerning when you're sharing that energy, when you're sharing who you are, where that person's at. And is this person truly a safe place for me to express this? Are they capable? You will know this in your heart, right? And for me, it took a lot of times expressing and being myself and being rejected in that to be able to be like, whether or not this person can handle this true expression of who I am, it doesn't fucking matter because I can hold myself through that rejection. I can hold myself through whatever comes up, the heartbreak, the abandonment. And next time I'll know a little bit more. I'll be a bit more evolved. I won't be so afraid of what might happen if I share this love. And so when I did share, you know, what was that, what I was, whatever, whatever was coming up for me, it was from this place of detachment of like the edge for me is to share this. And you might not be able to receive that. I know, you know, your inner world and maybe this is going to trigger some of your, I'm too much intensity stuff, but I can't continue to hold back parts of myself out of fear that they'll be rejected because then I'm not calling in people who are truly aligned with my core frequency, because that's the truth. The more true we are to who we are at a soul level, the more true we are to what is going on internally to us, sharing the uncomfortable things that are afraid, we're afraid that they won't be accepted, they won't be loved. If you can lay it all out there, right? And I'm not saying like on a first date, just like, blah, this is like every single childhood wound I've ever had, right? Don't do that. Um, discern, take some time to get to know someone and, and figure out whether they're even worth exploring that with. But don't go into relationships with people only putting your best foot forward, only putting the sunny, bright, happy, powerful versions of you, right? Because that person is not getting your full essence. And actually for me, I've realized I am really powerful. I am really big energy. I am really intense. And maybe those people who relate to me, my soul clients, my partners, my lovers, my family need to see me that I'm human. <laughs> they need to see that despite all the amazing work that I do and the frequency of love that I can hold, I still come up against this shit. I still get afraid of like, fuck, if I share this, they might leave me. I still feel those edges. I still feel afraid of my heart getting broken. I still be, I'm afraid that there's too much love that wants to move through me and it might fucking obliterate me, which is ridiculous. It's such a irrational fear that I have of like, oh my God, I can't possibly let this love into my life. I cannot possibly. This is something that's been coming up for me for years of like any time I call anyone in, there's this fear that surfaces of like deep heartbreak and terror of what would happen if I actually allowed myself to be loved. Because actually allowing myself to be loved is a disillusion. It's a dissolving. It's obliteration of my ego, of all those stories. My identity is someone who's too much who's too unlovable, who's too moody, who's too dramatic, who's too dark, who's too, oh, it's just unbearable. How could someone possibly want to be with me? Which is fucking stupid, guys. It's just dumb. And the reality is we think that we need to protect ourselves with all these boundaries and standards and 
self-worth and all of these things. And yes, of course, embody self-worth, embody self-love. Like don't put up with shit. Walk away if something is not serving you. Have love for yourself and don't self-abandon. That stuff is so important. But actually the best protection mechanism that you can have is love. (laughs) Because if you're resonating at the frequency of love for yourself, the reality is you're not going to call in people into your reality who don't love you. It's just not fucking possible. You cannot call into your reality people who reject you if you're resonating at the frequency of unshakable self-love. And if you do, you very quickly just let them go and you're like, well, you're not capable of giving me what I need right now or meeting me in the ways that I require. And that's not, I'm not going to take it personally. And I don't have resentment towards you. You just, we're just not in alignment and bye. (laughs) Right. And it just lets releases, lets us release so much of this drama that we have around relating around intimacy, because we just see, and we know, and we trust in our heart. If this person, if this situation, if this job, if this client, if this family member is really for me and meant to be in my life, me being truly authentically me is the greatest gift that I can give them. And me expressing who I truly am is only going to bring us closer. It's not going to push them away, right? And if it pushes them away, it's a gift because then it gives you an opportunity to love yourself a little bit more. Gives that person, if they're available to it, an opportunity to look at why am I triggered by this person's full expression, right? Why am I triggered? We're often triggered by an aspect. And it's so interesting that I always seem to call people in to my reality. It's not just romantically. I mean, friends, clients, all of the things who have unhealed aspects of themselves, which I'm there to trigger. So my intensity, for instance, my darkness, my power, it's very triggering to people who are not in their power. Um, People don't like me for that reason. I intimidate people for that reason, right? And it's not me that's intimidating them. It's the reflection of some part of themselves that they're repressing. I remember I had this um, conversation with one of my friends at the spa once and I was sharing with her this dream that I had around being fisted by a woman and I really enjoyed it. And that's not to say that I love being fisted by women or, I mean, maybe, who knows, I haven't tried it. <laughs> Might be something that I'm into. It was more the frequency behind that. And I was like, wow, having this really like interesting thing happening in my dreams. And that's kind of cool and, and interesting. And let's see what that means. And she was so uncomfortable in me sharing that. And I could see that like she really wanted to, it was such an edge for her to even talk about that, particularly in public. She was like, Beck, I'm going to be honest with you. This is a lot. You need to like chill out, right? And I could see that it's her own sexual repression, the places where she's rep- repressing that power. Because I see in her, there's this powerful fucking sex tantric goddess, witch, womb healer, something in there around really reclaiming that sexual energy. and me being in that energy was triggering something that she wasn't claiming, right? So we can't take those projections on as our own. Um, So let's give you some practices of like how you can start to embody that self-love. Well, it's firstly, let's checking in. Something that I notice that I do as well is like, I only check in with my little girl when something's wrong, (laughs) right? When she's triggered or when there's some darkness coming up or where's there's some shadow, then I'm like, yo, what's going up? What do you need, right? And that's such a shitty relationship to have. That's only giving her attention when she's being bad, which is a template that we might have um, 
you know, inherited from childhood of thinking that the only time we're going to get attention is when we act out, right? So it's perpetuating that cycle. So something I've been doing every day is just checking in with her and being like, yo, little Beck, how are you doing today? Like, what do you want? What do you, what would you like? What attention can I give you? What would make you feel good today? What do you need from me today? And just constantly and consistently checking in with ourselves, even when things are good, right? Something that we forget to do when we're feeling good. We don't think to check in with our little girl. We only think to check in with her when there's healing that needs to be done or when there's some process that we need to go through or she's blocking us in some way, right? Like, no, we need to be constantly aware of like, what's my internal state at any time? What else can you do? Self-pleasure has been massive for me. And I'm not just talking about masturbation. I'm talking about self-massage. I'm talking about literally just touching my body in a way that feels nice. So like learning to, for instance, my breasts. I, when I was like 14 out of nowhere, I spurted these epic double Fs, right? And they attracted a lot of unwanted attention for me as a 14 year old to have grown men um, hitting on me constantly, um, to have family members, like people just constantly bringing up my tits. It was so inappropriate, so inappropriate that I had to go through that as a young teenager, 12, even, I think it was like 12 or 13, that they were constantly the source of all of the attention that I was getting. And I just shut them off completely. I was like, rejected them, hated them. And that for that reason, like the sensitivity around my breast was gone for a lot until recently, I've only started to bring that sensitivity back. And so something like parts of your body, which you've rejected, like maybe it's your stomach. Like for me, one of my biggest self-love things is just patting and holding and like stroking my stomach and just telling her, I love you. Cause I've had bloating and digestion issues. I don't have the flattest stomach ever. You know, there's some little abs there, but you can see a little roll here <laughs> for those of you on the, the iPhone video, just touching myself lovingly in parts of my body, um, massaging my feet, right? Like giving myself soft, gentle strokes where I need to. Um, if you're a woman, really understanding your vagina, like that's such an edge for so many women. They have no idea how their vagina even works. They think the clitoris is the only way to receive pleasure, but it's like actually exploring. And this doesn't even need to be sexual. It doesn't need to be like self-pleasure. It could just be like, I'm just having to feel, understanding how it works, um, understanding how it functions, understanding what kind of touch I like, what brings me pleasure, what feels good, right? Other self-love things you can do is taking the time to do things that light you up, that bring you joy. Like music for me is one of those things, creative things, going for walks in nature, um, hanging out with my friends, you know, being silly, embodying my little girl in whatever way. Um, another really big exercise that you can do for self-love is actually relating with people, right? Like that's it's crazy, but what better to bring up all of your places that you don't love yourself than the mirror of another person, right? So not shutting down to connection or being limited in, I'm only open to calling in this because it might surprise you guys what I'm seeing. Like you might be calling in one thing and it's fucking completely surprising how, what actually unfolds, right? So actually allowing yourself to get close to people, sharing with people how you feel. The, one of the biggest acts of self-love that we can do is being honest with ourselves, you know, being honest with how we truly feel and sharing that without the expectation that it will be received a certain way. Mirror work is really powerful. And this was really challenging for me at the start. Like I literally, like I said, couldn't even look in the mirror without crying. 
but doing eye gazing in the mirror. So you hold your focus on one of your eyes and you sit in front of the mirror and you set a timer for like 15 minutes and you just watch all the judgments come up about your body, about your face, about who you are. You can talk to yourself. So, you know, I would sit there and I would be like, I see you, I see your power. I see your beauty. I see your feminine curves. I see that spark of life within you, whatever it is, whatever you have wounding around, talk to that part of your body, talk to that part of yourself. I see you little girl. I see you unlovable shadow. I see the darkness in you. I see all of it and say, I see you. I see you. I see you. Because for most of us, we are so afraid that we're not seen, that no one is capable of seeing us. We need to see ourselves um, holding ourselves in a process when we're going through something, being self-responsible for our emotions. Like the number of weeks, days, months I have spent in bed, literally holding and hugging myself. Another great thing that you can do is get like a pillow and say that that pillow is your little self, right? So pretend that pillow is your little self, hug it, hold it, be there for it, right? <laughs> Express all of the emotions. Let yourself express the rage in a healthy way. If you need to fucking let, it, let go of some stuff that's coming up, let yourself express it in a healthy way. Go punch a bag, go for a run, um, you know, hit your pillow, do something, scream, go for a drive and just scream the whole way. Get those emotions out. Um, exercise can be a really beautiful form of self-love, but doing it from a place of, I'm not doing this to change you, to abuse you because you're not good enough. I'm doing this because I love you. Eating well is a form of self-love. Having practices, a morning routine, having time that you devote to yourself. For me, anyone in my life knows that between the hours of when I wake up and two hours after that, I am not available. <laughs> I am not available for conversation. I'm not available for calls. I'm not available for anything because that is my time, right? So in the morning, every single day, no matter where I am in the world, no matter what I'm doing, with the exception of if I have a really early call, and in that case, I try and get up earlier, I set aside time, I journal, I pull cards, I meditate. Non-negotiables for me every single day. Non-negotiables for me every week is that I go for a walk, I do some exercise. It used to be much more intense, the... <laughs> the regime that I had and I'm getting there slowly again, building myself up from a place of wanting to do it and desiring to do it because it's loving to myself um, and not because I'm abusing myself, but having those routines for yourself is an act of self-love. Setting boundaries is an act of self-love. So saying no to things that you don't want to do, saying to people, hey, I this is how I expect to be treated. And if you're not treating me that way, I'm going to walk away, right? Doing things that help you to evolve so consuming content that is expanding your mind listening to these podcasts reading a book taking some time you know aside every week to do a self-development process all really important acts of self-love doing the things that you love making time to do those things that you love making time to cultivate a relationship with yourself because we think that, oh, when am I, I have my partner, then I can anchor heaven on earth. When I, this is my fucking story, guys. It's such bullshit. When I call in my soulmate, then I'll be happy. Then I'll feel all the love. Then my life will feel fulfilled. And until this man comes into my life, there's no possible way of me feeling that heaven on earth. And what I've noticed is actually I need to cultivate a life myself that is so full, so whole, so enjoyable, so fucking orgasmic and juicy that anyone else is just a bonus, right? It's not the reason for existing, it's a bonus. And can I sit with myself with the maybe reality that I'll be alone until I die, like that no one will come, that that's it, that maybe it is just me. 
and that this is the most important relationship for, for me to cultivate because we can enter into a deep loving relationship with ourselves where it feels like we have a sacred partner, right? Because we're whole and we don't need someone else to have that experience of love. Cultivating your relationship with God. If you struggle to see and love yourself, I can tell you that there is someone or many people energetically out there. I'm talking about the universe. I'm talking about the divine mother archetype, the divine father, the goddess. I'm talking about the earth. I'm talking about Jesus. I'm talking about mother Mary, the angels, your guides, high light beings. We have access to so many beings, to the presence of God, like pure source frequency, our soul, our higher self, who love us conditionally, unconditionally already, exactly as we are. And so if there's something in you that is coming up, that is really hard for you to love my prayer that I say, and this is actually where I'm going to leave this episode, I think, because I think we've gotten what we needed to get out of it is God help me to bring love to this situation. Help me to love this person, this version of myself, help me to love the parts of myself that I'm really struggling to love, like love them for me, right? The dark mother or the dark feminine is such a beautiful archetype to tap into for this love because that is the love that knows no borders no boundaries she will love all of you the most unlovable um horrible parts of you she is capable of seeing and holding and loving you in them and it's not too much for her literally nothing is too much for her right so Kali Ma great one to call in um and ask her help me to love this like help me to <laughs> help me to love this part of me that I, I can't love right now that my human can't love so they are some invitations for you guys. And of course, you know, telling yourself you're hot <laughs> is helpful. Dressing up nice does make me feel good. And I do it for myself, not for other people. So when I shifted the, I'm going to dress up and look hot so a guy can pay me attention to like, I'm going to dress up and look hot because I actually embody the frequency of the goddess when I feel good about myself, right? Self-care stuff, like basic hygiene, <laughs> having a shower, washing your hair, that stuff makes you feel good, right? So they, I hope, are some things that you can go do to practice more self-love. I have a free self-love mastery activation, which has an activation around this within the soul mission bundle. I think there's three or four in there that are really great for this. So there is one, which is I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to be seen or it's, um, it is safe for me to be seen as the recode. There is one which is inner validation and security. So that's not placing your need to be loved on others. Um, there is... There's a few of them. You'll see when you go to the activations, there's three or four of them in there that are specifically for more self-love. So go check them out. And as a bonus, when you buy the bundle, you'll also get the mother wound activation, which is a huge source for many of us of why we don't love ourselves. So check that out, guys. All the details will be below. Thank you so much for listening. Let me know if this resonates. Leave me a comment. Leave me a rating, a review on Apple Podcasts. Share this with someone that needs to hear this today. And if you don't love you, please know and please feel when I say I love you at the end of this episode, I really do. I <laughs> There's such a big outpouring of love from me to you for listening to me, for finding me, for trusting yourself to be here, receiving this. Um, I love you for seeing me. I love you for being in my life in this small way. So I see you. I love you. I truly do. And until next time, beautiful soul, I love you. Mm -hmm.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Cracked Open. Don't forget to hit subscribe and share with a friend if this episode has served you in any way. For more information about the work that I do or to get in touch with me, read the show notes or head to beckmylonis.com. Until next time, beautiful soul.